The Dills, I Hate the Rich, their What Records single. And our fearless leader here at MutinyRadio.fm, the marvelous Pam Benjamin, has said publicly that depending upon what happens this coming election day, we, if we have Donald Trump elected as our next president, she's going to shut this station down and move out of the country. I am likely going to do the same. So this could be the last time. Maybe the last time.
about you. That's Yuna from her 2016 album Chapters, All I Do. Before that, from a collection named Trojan Jungle, we heard a jungle remix of Derek Harriet's single from 1970 named Message from a Black Man. That was produced by Mike Bennett, who did all the Jungle remixes on that album, which came out in 1996. And before that, James Brown and the Famous Flames, 1964, saying, maybe the last time. And indeed, this may be the last time. 
But let's hope that I am here again next week with you at 10 a.m. for the morning train. Until that time, this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone.
brackish water Eel grass around my feet My jeans are wet and dirty My body craving sleep And it is thick and black Cover my throat and back I paint the walls with treacle Pour honey on my phone I put my bestie shirt on
weekly review pardon the really quick introduction there uh, this is roman thanks for tuning in to the weekly review we just heard from keith brown and as many folks know the oakland teachers are on strike went on strike yesterday starting thursday so um sending lots of love and support out to all the teachers there and folks on strike and people supporting them and hopefully we'll have some more information on this program today as we join thanks to the anti-police terror project they have uh, they posted this video and we're I originally planned, I'm going to take a breath, I had some coffee this morning, <sighs> wired, okay. So originally I'd, there's another video I was looking for and initially sometimes like mainstream media, like I try to avoid them because I don't trust them and also they have a very biased point of view. So I was really looking more for uh, independent and grassroots uh, folks who have recorded people speaking as opposed to the newscaster speaking their perspective. I really wanted to hear from the people themselves who were speaking and I had found something I believe yesterday and uh, still uh, looking for it. Ooh, great. Uh, here's a little bit more here. Thanks again to the anti-police uh, terror project whom you can follow on Twitter, which is at uh, APTP action. So I'm going to play a little bit more. Also start off the show, I'm going to slow down with my talking. <sighs> uh, 
I'm going to calm down. Also, thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Meet New Radio. We're broadcasting live from San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land. Um, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We have a guest coming in later today, uh, Shahid Buttar. Uh, really much looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, lots of really inspirational things to talk about, so that's really good. And also, while I have it here in front of me, there's always there's only so much we can get to um, within the two hours that we're here. And there's a lot to talk about and a lot of information to share. I definitely want to share information and also go over some news stories that are uh, honestly depressing and frustrating and in some ways not surprising because this is the world that we're living in and folks who are aware of that recognize this. However, we'll be getting to those stories in a little bit, but also wanted just to remind folks that on Saturday, March 9th at noon, there's going to be a San Francisco March and Rally, Hands Off Venezuela. So I wanted to read some information um, about this so folks can participate and or tell folks who are able no coup, no war, no sanctions. Join us March 9th for a march and rally against the oh, I hate him. 45's administration. Uh, they're, ugh, ugh, gross. gross ugh. Okay, it's just a natural reaction I have. Okay, and that's the whole administration, by the way, I have to them. Okay, I'm going to get through the sentence. I am going to get through the sentence. Ugh. Ugh, just fucking disgusting. Okay. Okay, against the administration's effort to... And also, before I finish the sentence, I'm also just going to recognize that previous administrations have also caused coups in other places, and so it's not just limited to this previous administration. I have a lot of nasty feelings about previous administrations, too. So wanting to put that out there. Okay. I'll continue. Join us on March 9th for a march and rally against 45's administration's effort to engineer a coup in Venezuela and a new devastating war there. The aggressive policy against Venezuela repeats the ugly pattern of war for regime change in the oil-rich countries of Iraq and Libya. National Security Advisor John Bolton, I'm not actually spinning because I don't want to spit on the board, but I feel the need to spit when I read that person's name, is reading from the same script, declaring a quote-unquote troika of tyranny in Latin America, like fuckface, excuse me, George W. Bush, uh, his axis of evil, as a precursor for regime change, first in Venezuela and then Cuba and Nicaragua. 45 officials are openly talking about seizing Venezuela's vast oil reserves, the largest in the world. It is time to show up and with a clear voice say no to the newest example of the quote-unquote or, yeah, in quotes, uh, Monroe Doctrine, which the U.S. government has used for over two centuries to repeatedly invade Latin America and Caribbean, control its politics, and extract its resources. The White House aims to overthrow the government of President Nicolas Maduro and replace him with Juan Guaido. Guaido is a U.S.-trained operative who was unknown to the vast majority of Venezuelans before he proclaimed himself president at VP and... I'm running out of expletives to use, but <sighs> thinking a lot of thoughts. Ugh. Pence. Ugh. So angry. Ugh. I get, I'm so angry about Mike Pence and have been for years that uh, I was at a, I don't go to baseball games too often, but I was at a baseball game and there's a player on the Giants whose last name is Pence and I saw the a jersey a fan was wearing and I got really angry. I get that angry when I see the word Pence. So gross. Can't listen to Sixpence None the Richer. It's a British band. It's a joke. I could probably listen to them. Anyway, moving on. I'm trying to find humor in the fact that there are people in positions of power who are causing great harm to millions of people around the world. That's one of my coping mechanisms. Okay, moving on. I will finish reading this flyer. (sighs) Fuckface. I call them all fuckfaces. I need to be... Maybe I should come up with some more... (sighs) Men with horrible behavior. That's limited description but that's who they are okay okay oh at vp pence's urging 
see, I couldn't even finish the sentence because I get so angry. Uh, although Guaido has the backing of 45 of the CIA and the Republican and Democratic Party leaderships alike, huge numbers of Venezuelans have marched to reject this coup and defend their independence. Uh, learn the truth behind the U.S. attacks study group on Venezuela. Okay, this happened previously. Um, that was February 16th. Um, but the, the event, the March and the Rally, is coming up on Saturday, March 9th at noon. And that's at UN Plaza on 7th and Market in San Francisco. This is put on by the Answer Coalition. You can follow them on Twitter at Answer Coalition or go to answersf.org. They also have a phone number, 415-821-6545. The San Francisco action will be held in conjunction with the National March on Washington on March 16th. Initial signers of the march, there's a lot of groups and individuals who are all signed up and supporting this march as well. And I'd imagine if you go to the website for the Answer Coalition, they'll have much more info as well. And also, if you're interested in learning more about Venezuela, on the I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a really long year already. However, I know we're only in February. However, oh, if you go to last week's podcast, you can check it out at mutinyradio.fm. There's a podcast archive. Um, I played a... Uh, teaching about Venezuela. I learned a whole lot by going there and listening to folks speak. So if you're interested in learning more and uh, also having conversations with people and helping educate each other, I recommend checking that out. Again, it's last week's episode. Also now, we're um, not only are we on iTunes and the Mutiny Radio website, but we're also on Stitcher. So if you have the Stitcher app, you can find us. It's all the weekly review, all one word. Again, uh, didn't plan it that way. That's how it happened. We'll change it, maybe. Can't make any promises, but if you would like to listen on another platform, that is also possible. So here we have a, another brief video snippet from folks who are speaking um, from the Oakland teacher strike. Again, you can follow uh, Anti-Police Terror Project on Twitter, at APTP Action. They posted this video, so thank you for them for sharing that. And uh, yeah, we're going to play this video, and then we'll be back. Teacher at Elmer's Community Prep. And again, I apologize. These are just snippets. So I'm going to look for a little bit more audio if we are able to find it so I can share that with you all. Uh, also, Unicorn Riot, which is a much more independent news source, has some info as well. And I'm going to check out their site right now to see if there's any more audio I can share with you all, because I think it's really important to hear from the teachers themselves uh, as opposed to, again, the corporate media's perception of it. And they have an article uh, here as, okay, we've got some youth... Uh, photos of some students here and see if we can get some audio on this to play. It's about 20 minutes. Oh, I am going to start crying. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I, whenever I get 
or not whenever, oftentimes if I do get discouraged or distressed, I do see all the young people out there and it makes me feel really encouraged. So sending lots of love and solidarity to all the folks out there on strike. And there was an article recently that was, ooh, another clip, great. Um, it's about 12 seconds. Okay, uh, that in 2000, 2018, there was just uh, more strikes, I think, in two, 2018 than there had been in previous decades, possibly. Um, don't quote me on that. I know it's a radio show, and one should. It, I'm going to go find the article so I can read some more information, but there definitely was a lot of the teachers. Also, the teachers in West Virginia, again, went on strike, and they went on strike again so quickly that they their demands were met before the strike really had a lot of time to... This is their second one. So lots of teachers are organizing. Uh, just really grateful for all the folks who are organizing. That's great, and that's how change happens, so through strikes and boycotts and riots. It's really the people coming together as opposed to electing one single person to somehow solve the problems of capitalism, which obviously doesn't seem to work very well. So just sending lots of love and support to all the folks out there. So let's let's hear this. It's like about 12 seconds. And this was shared by uh, Ryan Gilly, who's at underscore Hawkeye, Hawk underscore I. And this is the Oakland Teacher Strike Day 2, Glenview Elementary, showing up strong. Let's see. Okay, and yes, as I mentioned, it was a pretty, pretty short clip here. Um, but there's lots of folks who are going out on strike and in support and picket lines. And also, uh, yesterday, uh, the Great Theater, uh, the Grand Lake Theater in in Oakland had one dollar screenings of Black Panther and Ralph Breaks the Internet um, in honor to you know for folks who are on strike, just a way for folks things that folks can do in the meantime. And there's Fruitvale Elementary. We got some folks here, some music. We'll play this, and this was also shared by APTP. interested in following uh, me on twitter you can do so at roman r-o-m-a-n-r-i-m-e-r i I mostly share uh articles and video from other folks so try to share as much as i'm able to and i'm just scrolling right now got some more kids kiddos here And that was shared by at P-R-O-F-E Bay, B-A-E. That's from Markham Elementary School. So lots of students out there supporting the teachers. Lots of parents out there. Here's another video. And, okay. Oops. 
and lots of folks carrying a banner that says, fund our public schools, the heart of our community. That was shared by Michelle Dion, at Shell Dion. And that was the current March chant, get up, get down, Oakland is a union town. And W. Kamau Bell has also shared some video. So hopefully with these audio clips, I know they're, they're short, um, but just seeing at how many places in Oakland are in support of the teachers and uh, just, yeah, sending lots of love and support out there to these folks. Oh, goodness. Okay, so this was also a clip. Uh, the teachers are saying, students, students, what do you see? And the children are responding, I see my teachers standing up for me. <sighs> Sometimes on the show I want to cry, and it's because I'm reading articles that make me so sad for the world. And then there are instances like this that are just so beautiful. So <sighs> I think that's really incredible. All right, we're going to take another music break. I'm going to wipe my eyes a little bit. I uh, often ask for music requests, so I think we've got some music requests. I also opened up the show with a band I hadn't heard from before, and this is a band called Tongue, which is uh, T-U-N-N-G, and this was from the album Songs You Make at Night, and they have a band camp. You can check them out. And going into the requests here... Uh, Shirley has requested some songs by Yuna, who we played on the show, I think, back in 2014. It's been a while. So starting off with a cover of Come As You Are, and we'll be getting into some more music, and we'll be joined by our guests later on in the program. So stay tuned.
back to the weekly review that was yuna with rescue and before that Yuna's cover of come as you are doing a uh, plug for a show that's up right now in new york so if you're in the new york area please do check out this great show it's called am i a man it's featuring uh the best of san francisco fridge fringe award winner dazier grego sykes a story of pride and the violence that transforms sissies into their own kinds of men and the following dates it's happening which is tomorrow february 23rd at 3 20 p.m tuesday 
February 26th at 5.30 p.m., Sunday, March 3rd at 1.50 p.m., Thursday, March 7th at 5.30 p.m., and Saturday, March 9th at 8.20 p.m. It's at the Crane Theater at 85 East 4th Street in New York. For tickets, check out daziegrego.com, and that's D-A-Z-I-E-G-R-E-G-O.com. It's uh, $20 for tickets, uh, $12 discount tickets for students, military, and seniors with ID. So again, please check out the show if you are able. Okay. Next up... Um, I don't think I've ever been able to make it through a show without reading a depressing news story. Uh, maybe, I think though, there have been times when, you know, I've had guests in for the entire two hours and I don't get a chance to read articles. And um, However, it's really important just to talk about what's actually happening, especially locally. And there's a story from The Examiner that came out uh, last Friday, uh, this came out earlier this week, report nearly 400 people have died homeless on San Francisco streets since 2016. And the folks at the Coalition on Homelessness say that that's uh, actually that, as that estimate's a little bit under what the reality is. Uh, this was written by Joshua Sabatini, and this came out on February 21st. Many of the homeless who die on San Francisco streets have little contact with city shelters or services for mental health or substance use in the years before their deaths, according to a new city report. The findings on the three-year homeless death report, which was presented to the Health Commission Tuesday night, show the need for the city to do more to reach out to those who are not engaged in services, according to the report's author, Dr. Barry Zevin. Zevin, who provides medical care to the homeless for the Department of Public Health, has worked for the past several years to improve the city's imprecise method for measuring homeless deaths as previously reported by the San Francisco Examiner. His new report takes a deeper dive into medical examiner cases to better ascertain who was homeless and provides additional details about the deaths such as causes and demographics. There are 128 homeless deaths in both 2016 and 2017, while in 2018 the count was at least 135. More cases from last year are expected to be reported in the coming months. There was a concentration of deaths in the Civic Center, Tenderloin, Soma, and Mission, but these deaths occurred all over the city, Zevin told the Health Commission. Drugs like uh, methamphetamine or opioids caused or contributed to 52% of the deaths, while alcohol caused or contributed to 32% of the deaths. Nearly 70% of the homeless residents who have died since 2016 had not stayed in a shelter or navigation center in the 12 months before their death. Most people had no, had no stay, not even a single night, in a shelter or navigation center in the past 12 months. And even if we go back to past years, many of those people had a very scant, had very scant shelter or navigation center use, Zevin said. 42% had been homeless for more than a decade, the report said. San Francisco has a relatively high number of homeless deaths per capita, Zevin said, that while New York City has about double the number of deaths, its homeless population is about 10 times larger. There are likely many reasons for San Francisco's uh, proportionately dramatically larger number of deaths, but New York City's law requiring everyone have right to shelter is likely one factor, Zevin said. We don't currently have the capacity to shelter everyone who needs to be sheltered, he said. He also highlighted that many of those who died were not engaged in city services. Although we talk a lot about high users of multiple systems, most of the people here had very little use in our emergency and urgent systems and we're even less in our primary care mental health and substance use disorder treatment systems, he said. Seven recommended the city improve alcohol treatment services, a system that may not be put together in such a way to reach the highest risk individuals. Deanna Lawn, 
of the San Francisco Community Clinic Consortium said she hoped the report would change the way the city prioritizes housing, citing a lack of coordination between our housing opportunities, which I know are very limited, and people's health status. Lon said that those treating the homeless are frustrated that no matter how they evaluate the person's care, it doesn't seem to affect their ability to eventually get into some kind of housing situation. Fixing this, she said, will hopefully avoid some of the preventable deaths here. All right. Um, we got a call coming in, so we're just going to take that one moment, please. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Hi, is this Roman? Hi, yes. Hi. Thanks hey, for calling in. Good, thanks. Right on. How is the um, how's the background noise here? Um, sounds it sounds pretty sound pretty clear right now. Okay, I'm on Market Street, but I kind of ducked into the like alcove in front of the Orpheum Theater, so I think it's a little bit soundproof. Okay, yeah, it sounds great. Okay. So right she, on. yeah, thanks for calling in. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself and uh, yeah, tell the listeners what's what's going on with you. Word. Uh, my name's Shahid Buttar. I'm a uh, uh, soon-to-be publicly declared candidate for public office here in San Francisco. I'm going to be challenging Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Yay! Uh, in the 2020 Democratic primary. Excellent. Uh, well, there's definitely a lot of things to challenge her on, to put it uh, mildly. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I feel like this is a time when uh, there are a great many crises confronting our country, and we would hope that our elected leaders would be uh, up to the challenge. Yes. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, for better or worse, I dare say worse, uh, you know, several generations of them have, have, have proven themselves not to be. Yes, indeed. So what inspired you to, um, for our listeners out there, what inspired you to get involved? A couple things. One of them certainly was Bernie's 2016 presidential campaign. Uh, I'd been asked to run for office for almost 20 years now, ever wow. since I graduated from law school uh, from Stanford. I went to D.C. to uh, help build the movement for peace and justice while I was uh, starting a law practice, um, pursuing a whole bunch of public interest projects related to issues like getting money out of politics and securing marriage equality for same-sex couples, which at the time was uh, very far from uh, accepted in the political mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw in Bernie's campaign success in a campaign building a movement. There's so much of electoral politics has always seemed to me like a racket. And frankly, having run for office in one cycle before, that only reinforced that impression. Yes. Uh, that notwithstanding, though, I saw Bernie help the movement through his campaign, not only by shifting the discursive window and normalizing a set of previously uh, dismissed policies that now have been uh, gained credibility by virtue of his right. embracing them and his advocacy. And I also saw him mobilize, electrify, and organize a base. And that in particular uh, was an example that I found inspiring, uh, one that I wanted to try to emulate. Mm-hmm. And frankly, as I see us confront a entrenched incumbent, recognizing that it will be a very steep climb the opportunity to organize and mobilize and inspire a base that can go on to do all of the various things that it can beyond our campaign, uh, you know, both issues uh, maybe that our campaign isn't uh, necessarily working on, like, uh, but also beyond temporally, the life of the campaign. Um, you know, seeing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez win in uh, Brooklyn, to me, seemed to some extent a reflection of Bernie's influence mm-hmm. and inspiration and organizing. And... Uh, you know, whether through the lens of a tactical victory, like taking the seat from the incumbent speaker, uh, or a strategic victory in the form 
of uh, seeing our supporters go on to do uh, inspiring and world-changing things. I'm very assured that we will win something. I'm curious to see just how much and, and uh, how broadly that victory goes. Yeah. So uh, what are some issues that you're passionate about? At the top of our platform in 2020 is the Green New Deal. I am very concerned about the climate crisis confronting our species and the complete inability of our political sphere uh, to respond, given its neutralization and co-optation by fossil fuel extraction companies. Um, embedded are a couple different issues. It's both climate justice and political process reform, because as long as we have a political system that is driven by corporate money, we can predict that we won't be able to respond.